You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing Mikel Arteta's latest press conference. Of course, Mikel faced the media uh, today ahead of Arsenal's UEFA Europa League clash with Mulder, uh, which is coming up on Thursday. So lots and lots uh, to talk about. Um, but actually, the, the press conference was kind of hijacked by other matters and and the Mulder kind of talk just become a little bit insignificant maybe um and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Mulder but other things took precedent um in the press conference and that's what we're going to be discussing on this edition of the show uh, just a short one today but a quick reminder that if you haven't already make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new um if you haven't done so already Please do that. It is so, so important. And um, keep your eyes peeled on our social media pages uh, for our competition, which is coming up over the next few days, in which you can win yourself the Arsenal home shirt, um, celebrating the fact that we hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, yeah, uh, feel free to uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Stay alert to that. And uh, you'll find out some more information in the coming days. Right, let's start uh, dissecting the press conference. And the first thing uh, that Mikel Arteta was asked about was the fitness of David Lewis. It was reported earlier today, earlier on Wednesday, um, had to think about it there, uh, that David Lewis is fit and available. He's been training well for a few days now, according to Mikel Arteta, and he is back in contention, which is interesting because Gabriel... um, and Rob Holding played an absolute blinder at Old Trafford. I know uh, Kieran Tierney was obviously on the left-hand side, but Kieran Tierney was actively switching between the centre-back and the left-back role. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see what Mikel Arteta does going forward, whether Rob Holding will keep his place, because we know that David Lewis has been a favourite of Mikel Arteta's um, and somebody that he trusts very much and somebody that, when fit and available, is normally in the first team. So keep your eyes peeled on that. But David Lewis is available again, and of course, that is good news. Um, he was also asked about Mohamed El Nenny. Uh, he was asked if the player has, and I quote the journalist who asked the question, has he won you over? Well, Mikel Arteta already knew Mohamed Elneny very, very well. He's somebody with whom he has played. Um, he is somebody with whom um, we understand he has a very, very good relationship. So, yeah, um, you know, I think it wasn't a case of Mohamed Elneny having to win him over in terms of his character or in terms of his attitude, in terms of his desire. It was about showing it on the pitch, showing that he could compete at the very, very highest level. Having been, I guess, cast aside by Arsenal previously, um, he came back with a point to prove. And, and up until this point, you have to say, and I know it's still early days. Oh, my God, I'm going to see. <coughs> Apologies. Um, I know it's early days and, and all of that, but... 
he has taken the chances that he's been given with both hands up until now, hasn't he? He's been very, very impressive, very, very solid in the middle of the park whenever he's been uh, tasked with playing. And, and Mikel Arteta made that point. He said he's responded very, very well to every challenge that's been put in front of him. And I think that's the perfect way to sum up Mohamed Elneny's season so far. With each passing week, with each opportunity that he gets it, it you know, it's another challenge, another opportunity to show what he can do, to show that he warrants a place in the side. And up until this point, and I'm talking about this season, I'm not talking about previous, he has proven uh, that he can be trusted in the biggest of games. Go to Old Trafford, you can trust him. Stick him in a community, I know it was a community shield, but stick him in a midfield against Liverpool, you can trust him. And Mikel Arteta will take great confidence, I think, from the displays that he's seen from Mohamed Elneny so far. Um, he was asked if there'll be changes ahead of the game against Molda, and it's a Europa League game. We expect there to be changes. And, and Mikel Arteta said that, we need to manage the squad. And that's absolutely right. The games are coming thick and fast at the minute. And, um, you know, it's very important that the squad is managed effectively and that people's fitness is taken into consideration, that rotation where possible um, is executed so that Arsenal can be in the best possible shape for the game coming up at the weekend against Aston Villa. So, yeah, um, completely agree with Mikel on that. There's going to be changes. And without sounding like an arrogant so-and-so, you know, we, we're talking about a team that we really should be beating even if we make a number of changes. And that's kind of the thing with the Europa League. You know, we, we've spoken about it a lot in recent shows um, and in months gone by and in years gone by now as well, where we've said, is it a hindrance? Is it a distraction? Is it an unwanted distraction? And I think up until a certain point, you can coast through your, the Europa League if you're a a big Premier League side, you can coast through the Europa League up to a certain point. Um, and I believe that point's probably the last eight. And then you've got to start looking at it with a little bit more respect. Um, but you would trust this Arsenal side, despite the fact that it's likely a number of changes are going to be made to get a positive result against Mulder. Um So, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, he's also received high praise, Mikel Arteta, from Mr. Arsenal himself. Tony Adams has been uh, very complimentary of the job that Mikel has done at the Emirates Stadium so far. Mikel was asked how he'd like to respond to Tony Adams' comments. And he gave the, the classic, you know, the, you know, that modest answer where he's like, you know, I'm delighted that people... Uh, are enjoying what we're doing here, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, you could just see that grin on Mikel Arteta's face just shining through. Mikel Arteta um, enjoyed that. He enjoyed being asked about it. I'm not even sure if he was aware of the, that praise that Tony Adams had, had fired his way prior to him sitting down in this press conference. But you could tell by his face, um, regardless of how modest his answer was, that he really, really enjoyed that. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, he was asked about Joe Willock. Um, of course, a player who performed very, very well in the game against Dundalk in the UEFA Europa League. But his chances in the Premier League have been very, very limited. And he did say that the club considered options with regards to Joe Willock, which suggests that they were considering letting him leave, but that Joe Willock brings very specific qualities to this Arsenal side. And he wanted to keep him around because of that. Um, he's, he referenced the fact that Joe Willock does make advanced runs into the penalty area, does pick up pockets of space that maybe. be... Um, 
other Arsenal midfielders don't do as naturally. And I think that's absolutely spot on. I think Mikel hit the nail on the head there. I think that with, with Joe Willock, you can have the debate around whether he's good enough to play him week in, week out. But what you cannot deny is that he is of a very different profile to the Xhaka's, to the Ceballos's, to the Thomas Partey's. And he gives us that almost Aaron Ramsey-style um, late run into the box and drive with the ball that we we don't really have. And so the fact that he gives you that alternative and that he gives you a different option, I think, has been key in, in Mikel Arteta's decision to ultimately keep Joe Willock at the club for now. Now, if we get to the end of the season and Joe Willock still isn't playing regular football, then you can understand the player perhaps thinking maybe it's time for a move away. But Arsenal have kept hold of him for now and the Europa League is going to present opportunities, particularly in the group stage, for Joe Willock to show what he can do. He took the one against Dundalk very, very well and uh, fingers crossed he can show it in the two games coming up against Mulder as well. Um, so yeah, uh, positive stuff with regards to Joe Willock. Now, the big talking point to come out of this press conference was with regards to William Saliba, um, a player who's been left out of the Arsenal squad. Um, there were eyebrows raised when that happened because, of, of course, the club paid a significant amount of money to bring him to the Emirates Stadium. But you've got to consider a few things when it comes to William Saliba. First of all, Mikel Arteta will have absolutely no loyalty to William Saliba. The lad was signed before Mikel Arteta came to the club. Um, yes, he spent a campaign on loan in France before actually joining up with the squad. But my point is here that, that Mikel Arteta will not feel as though he needs to give William Saliba games, needs to give William Saliba opportunities if, in his view, he's not ready. You know, what was paid for William Saliba is irrelevant to Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta needs to do the job. He needs to pick um, the best possible side he thinks uh, will be able to compete with our opponents. You've also got to take into consideration um, the fact that we've got a ton of central defenders at the moment. Is he ahead of, of Gabriel? No. Is he ahead of David Lewis? No. Um, is he ahead of Rob Holding based on Sunday's performance? Absolutely not. Um, you know, even Callum Chambers is going to come back. Pablo Marie is still to come back as well. So Arsenal have a number of options there. And I do think that, that you know, going back, if Arsenal could go back now, if, if Mikel Arteta could rewind the clock, I, I think he, he, he makes the club not sign William Saliba. I think he reverses that deal. I don't think that that deal um, was necessarily a right one in terms of looking at where the player's currently at in terms of his development and the investment that was made. Now, that's not to say that William Saliba in the future will not be good enough to play for Arsenal. I can't say that. Hand on heart, I haven't watched enough of William Saliba to make any informed judgment. And even then, that would still be a prediction and nothing more. But, you know, it's, um, it's a strange situation. I know a lot of fans are frustrated by it. We've also got to consider what happened to William Saliba last season, which is that he suffered a personal tragedy, um, which is said to have impacted him massively. And the reason this question came up um, in in the press conference is because there have been reports emerging from France of late suggesting that William Saliba is frustrated at the fact that he's not getting any football at Arsenal at the moment. But Mikel Arteta was very clear, uh, quick sorry, to make it clear 
that Arsenal did try and move William Saliba out on loan. We know that talks were ongoing with St Etienne at the back end of the transfer window, but unfortunately, a deal could not be concluded in time. And we ended up stuck with William Saliba. We know there was a number of championship clubs who inquired about his services. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think a move to the championship is right for William Saliba. It's a completely different ball game. It's very physically demanding. And given he's not had any experience of English football yet, I don't think that that would have been the sensible move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've put in the title Arteta regrets Saliba decision because... You know, he didn't say that in as many words, but you could you could get that vibe from him. You got that sense from him. You could see it in his facial expression. I genuinely believe that. And I think that when he was asked about Saliba being fed up and he responded by saying, I'm fed up. I think that does point to the fact that he probably does feel some regret about the fact that he's now stuck with this promising young talent who is turning up in training and performing and, and training really well. You know, we have heard that William Saliba has trained really well of late. But now, based on a decision he made a few weeks ago where maybe he wasn't quite at that level, he cannot use this player. Um, and he will be frustrated. And I'm sure William Saliba will be frustrated. And that's why I say he's probably regretted that decision. And in particular, when you think about the injury troubles we've had in the defensive positions, he could have been used. Mikel Arteta alluded to that himself. And so you can understand why there may be a bit of regret on Mikel Arteta's part and some frustration on the player's part as well. So really, really interesting situation this. He didn't rule out the possibility of Saliba going out on loan in January. But as is always the case and as always should be the case, it has to be to the right club. It has to be a move to the right place and a move that is going to benefit William Saliba and enhance his development rather than causing him um you know uh, to regress and and that is so so important particularly again and I go back to the investment when you're talking about a player whom Arsenal invested a substantial amount of money on um it's not the only deal that we've done in the past that you would maybe question now um looking at the the amount of money we put on the table and what was actually come of it um and I think it's it's that deal was partly why Raul got the bullet um, and we know that the Pepe deal was being looked into. That's probably another one as well uh, that raised flags because, yes, there were a number of clubs monitoring at him at the time. But had he actually done enough to warrant a £27 million fee? And then, you know, after you've paid that fee, you decide that you're going to loan him back to the club. And then after that, you try and loan him back again. It, you know, it suggests that actually William Saliba is not yet at the level which maybe some people thought he was when Arsenal decided to to chuck that amount of money on the table for him. Let's go over to some of your live comments in the chat. Omar says, I don't understand why Saliba has been sidelined from the squad. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating and for all the points I've just mentioned. But Mikel Arteta doesn't feel like this guy's ready yet. And Mikel Arteta, as I've already said, doesn't have any loyalty to somebody like William Saliba. He's not his player. He's somebody that he found at the club when he walked in the door. Yes, he was on loan at the time, but it wasn't Mikel Arteta's decision to bring him to Arsenal. So if he doesn't feel he's ready, he's not going to play him. Um, Jay Bowling says, Evening, Harry. I wonder if Kroenke is regretting the Arteta decision. Why would he? 
He's just seen his team win a trophy. He's seen his team make two incredible signings in, in Gabriel and Thomas Partey. Why would he regret it? I'm not sure what your angle is there, what what you're sort of getting at. Uh, big hello to Haji Mohammed. Um, big Gunner D says, Doubt Saliba's been forgotten, just been given time to adjust with all he's going through. Agreed. Do not underestimate the personal side of this and, and how much his personal circumstances have had an impact on his development. Anybody who's ever lost anybody close to them will know how difficult it is, let alone being an 18-year-old boy, losing your mum and then being expected to move to a foreign country. Come on, guys. As much as these people do get paid big salaries, as much as they live the dream and have the best job in the world in the eyes of lots of us, they're still human beings. And, and, and it's easy to forget that, but it shouldn't be forgotten. It shouldn't be overlooked. Um... Haji says, uh, Arteta must use William Saliba, give him games. He can't at the moment because, of course, um, he's not registered. It's as simple as that. Um, Ali says, but they've seen enough from Mustafi to offer him a new contract. Just referencing um, what we were saying about Mohamed Elneny because, well, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I think one of you mentioned it in the comments. I think it was Jay. He said... Um, Apparently, Arteta said he ain't seen enough from Elneny at present to offer him a new deal. That's not what he said. Um, that's not what he said. He said, let's take it step by step when he was asked if he's going to be offered a new deal. He's not going to reveal contract talks if if they are ongoing in a press conference like that. It's, you know, I don't understand what some fans expect. Like when we dissect press conferences, often what we're doing is reading between the lines. Very rarely is stuff said outright. And you've got to understand that. Why would he say it? Um, you know, it doesn't mean that Arsenal won't offer Mo Elneny a contract, but I think Arsenal probably want to wait a little bit longer and see how it goes. You know what? We've had seven games at the start of this Premier League season. Yes, the signs have been positive, but this is a player as well that we were willing to just ship out to Besiktas on loan um, prior. So there, there will still be question marks around Mohamed Elneny despite the fact he was brilliant at Old Trafford and he's been very, very good when he's played this season. Ali says, but they've seen enough from Mustafi to offer him a new contract. When it comes to Shkodran Mustafi, and let's have this right, I don't think Mustafi is going to sign a new contract. I don't think he personally wants to sign a new contract, um, meaning that even if Arsenal did make an offer, he'll be gone. But the whole idea behind offering Mustafi a contract would be with the view to selling the player. It's as simple as that. The more term on his contract, the more value he has in the transfer market. And with his contract coming to an end, you can understand why Arsenal feel like maybe they need to do that in order to get the value that they feel he is worth in the transfer market. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, lots of Mustafi talk. I've, I've touched on that, so I'm not going to keep going over it. Um, Spitey, uh, as we're live, says United are one down to Istanbul. Brilliant news. Love that. But it is early days, isn't it? Uh, Marquis signing says 100 million combined on Pepe and Saliba. Neither can get into the team. That's shocking business, surely. Yeah, it is shocking business. It, it really is. And and you've seen what happened to Raul Sanlei as a consequence of that shocking business. I'll say again. If Mikel Arteta doesn't feel like Pepe is, is good enough at the moment to play in the team. If he doesn't feel like Saliba is ready, are you saying that he should shoehorn those players into the side despite 
his feelings on them just because of what the club paid previously for those players prior to him taking the job, prior to him coming in. Judge him on on the players that he brings in. If he brings in players for big money and they don't perform, point the fingers at Mikel Arteta because we know now that he has a growing influence on that side of things at the club. But if he doesn't think they're good enough, I don't begrudge him leaving him out just because of what the club have laid out on them. That's how I see it. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a debate and it's an interesting debate. But that's how I see it. I don't feel like he should um, be a slave to the fact that Arsenal made significant investments on those players. It's, in my mind, it's got absolutely nothing to do with his uh, with his team selections. His team selections should be on merit. His team selections should be based on what he sees in training every day and what he sees from those players when they take the pitch in Premier League, in Europa League, in Carabao Cup, in FA Cup games. That's how I see it. Right, um, that brings us to the end of uh, this evening's brief press conference review. Of course, Arsenal take on Mulder in the UEFA Europa League. And we'll be back with another live podcast around about 20, 25 minutes after the full-time whistle on Thursday. So come and join us for that. If you haven't already, check out my interview with Jeremy Ali Adier from earlier on in the week. You can find that on the channel. If you're listening via audio, you can find it on the audio platforms too. Subscribe, leave us a review and smash that like button. Until next time, take care of yourselves, guys, and stay safe. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to... 